0: You know we always say the best decade for music on here was the 80s and I also the best decade for TV shows was the 80s and tonight on the fly we will be counting down with my very special guest host Mr. Billy Parker we'll be counting down our top 10 favorite sitcoms from the 80s now if you guys have a list or you guys have your favorites, and I'm pretty sure you guys will come up with something different than what we have. But I think at the top, a lot of people will have the same. There was a log jam at the top, and there was a lot of episodes after we recorded this that I thought about. One, and just to give away one, Perfect Strangers was not on our top ten list. And I thought about it. And yeah, maybe it should be on the outside, but I think we both, me and Billy both had a good top ten list. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We had a lot of fun doing this. Enjoy this on the fly.
1: If you were a child in the 80s, or a teenager in the 80s, chances are you didn't have the internet, you didn't have these iPhones where you can look up everything, and you pretty much could go outside and play, then when it got too dark to play, you came in and watched TV. Uh, some of your my favorite memories are of watching these sitcoms from the 80s and you know some great shows came out in the 80s Somebody, And we're going to tonight with my guest host and I'll introduce him in just a minute we're going to talk about some of those some of those sitcoms from the 80s our top 10 list of favorite our favorite shows from the 80s not who whoever thinks is the best sitcoms of the 80s but what is our favorite? And I mean, everybody's list is going to be different, but it's, and I can't stress that enough. Favorite shows from the 80s, favorite sitcoms from the 80s. Now, we say sitcoms, and when we discuss doing this, we pretty much consider sitcoms as the comedy. So some of these shows, like, you know, for instance, The A Team, and one of them that was on the verge of being considered. Dukes of Hazzard, now Dukes of Hazzard would have drastically changed my list, it would have been in the top five, of course, but we consider that not a comedy, it had funny parts in it, but it was more of a different kind of thing, but I always love talking about the 80's, I always love going back retro, and with me tonight is one of my best friends, guy that grew up in the 80's with me. Uh, and sure knows a lot about TV, just like I do. We we have we know more useless information about the 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 t- TV than anybody around. I think we're going to adapt the nickname the Nation of Useless Information. That's what we should call ourselves. But with me tonight is my good friend Billy Parker. What's up, Billy? How's it going? Speaking of retro, so uh, great to be with you, Stevie. Yeah, retro, we're going really retro. Northeast Academy crowd getting in here tonight uh, of course we we are not we are missing lynn Bryant tonight lynn had other things he had to do tonight and uh but you know we're gonna we're care. to carry it. this is the first time me and billy have been like a a, a tag team tonight we're gonna we're, this should be interesting uh billy's gonna have to carry the load though you're gonna have to carry the load you're gonna pick it up pick it up this is not this TV, isn't.
2: TV, this like our days playing football, and uh, you were a center and I was a quarterback. So uh, we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to
1: talk about that. I don't want to embarrass you <laughs> with your with your uh, lime, fluorescent green. Shirt that you had on under your, your white jersey, so you stood out. I mean, there was no way you could, they couldn't tell who the quarterback was. Uh, a fluorescent, early Seattle Seahawks, yes, yeah, green green. with under a white jersey. And boy, those were the mesh jerseys in with the holes in it. Oh, gosh, oh, <laughs> oh, the old days to go well, back. Well, if speaking I could of old only days. go back, all right, go ahead. Speaking uh-huh. of old days. So speaking of old days, we can jump on this list, because
2: I've got some uh, things that really jog that memory of the 80s.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, and there were some shows up here that I think a couple of mine will probably uh, surprise you. Uh, one is probably going to really surprise my number 10. But like we said, uh, Dukes of Hazzard, we, we talked and, we just said that wasn't going to be on, on there, but it would definitely would have been on my list if we had it up there. And I'm sure it would have been on yours. Yep,
2: yep absolutely. So that, yeah. that, that has a place of its own. Um, so that that's
1: for sure. So this is going to be pretty much the, the comedies. Uh, and there's one that's not on my list that uh, probably will surprise some folks. But uh, when people talk about the uh, 80s sitcoms, there's one that a lot of people automatically think of, and, that, and that's not on my list, and this uh, we'll explain a little bit later. But let's get right into it, and I'll let you go first. What is your number 10? So, you know, this is going to really take you back, and this is somewhat obscure to,
2: to, to some people, uh, but it was one of my, again, this is our favorites. It was one of my personal favorites. It was a show called The Head of the Class I back do. in 1986. Uh, ran in 1991 uh, so really uh really uh interesting show i thought um had a you know definitely a a um, mix of personalities with the class um you know it was pretty cool i look i was looking at some of the the trivia information up there and it cause that was the only american sitcom ever shot in the soviet union um, so that was, and that was in the middle of the 80s during the Cold War. So, I was yeah, like, oh, that's, that's, pretty neat. So, some of those shows people forgot about, and I even forgot about it. So I started looking through those lists, and I was like, oh, and it just kind of took me straight back, um, to, to my childhood. So,
1: uh, and number 10, I have Head of the Class. Head of the Class. Yeah, I watched that. Was it, you know, it wasn't one of my favorites, but I, I would watch it when it was on. I think that aired on ABC. Uh, Howard Hessman, who a lot of you people don't remember. It was in another great sitcom of the '70s, uh, WKRP in Cincinnati, playing uh, Johnny Fever, uh, uh, iconic yeah. iconic character there. But uh, some, you know, I remember Arvid, Arvid from that. Also, there was a guy, and I cannot remember is it to- I, Tony O'Dell? Do you never know, does that name yeah. ring a bell? Tony
0: O'Dell, yes.
1: He was a ultra conservative preppy on that show. Political science guy, and he was—that was what he was smart in. A lot of people don't remember. He also was one of the Cobra Kai in the first Karate Kid. You're right. Yeah. And yeah. you're good, Stevie. You're yeah, very so good.
2: There's...
1: And it was—it uh, was pretty,
2: pretty funny. I was actually reading they uh, Tony, as well as a couple other of the uh, cast, were in their thirties. Uh, playing high school
1: students yeah. at the last season of the shows. <laughs> and that pretty much pretty, was a, pretty pretty you know, of course, Robin Givens was in it. We know all about Robin yeah. Givens. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that was pretty much the thing back then. You didn't have teen- teenagers playing teenagers in shows. 90210 had 30 year old playing teenagers in there. Uh, yeah. Stuff That's like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So head of the class, I, you know, I, uh, I, I remember. And you know that they replaced Howard Hessman with a guy he named did. Billy Connolly, uh, Scottish comedian. I wasn't a big fan after that. You know, it, I think it was. I, just, yeah, I agree. That was just for the for the last year. I don't know what went on with Howard Hessman why he left, but uh, you know, I liked it better when so he was there. They
2: say he was he left the show because they were going to relaunch um, WKRP um, as a remake. But they did, and he wasn't on the cast. So, wow, not really sure what happened there. So interesting, interesting stuff. So, yeah. All right. So you got my number ten. So number so ten for got?
1: me is going to be. This is going to be a, a, a one that you probably probably haven't, don't remember because it didn't air long. But it spawned off one of the best comedy series of movies that that you know. I I, I love them. I know there's three of them. There was a trilogy of them. I'm talking about. Police Squad. You remember Police Squad? I vaguely
2: remember Police Squad, but cancelled, yes. Canceled
1: after six episodes, and TV Guide, <laughs> TV Guide ranked it number seven on a list of 60 shows that were canceled too soon. But the thing about it was, it went on to launch that great trilogy, The Naked Gun, Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen yes. was in Police Squad. This was pretty much police i mean even the opening the opening scene was the same as the naked gun opening scene uh you know (laughs) it was of course created by that great group of guys the zucker brothers and jim abrahams the same guys that did airplane movies and uh, of course they went on to do uh the naked gun series and he was called frank drebin as just as he was a naked gun in this movie but only had six episodes. I remember watching it. remember laughing. I loved it. And then it was gone. I don't know what the reason was. Uh, why. They. They got rid of it so quick. But like I said. Uh. Let's see. Four. Only four episodes aired. The final two episodes wow. were aired in the summer. Uh. They are. Uh, they did come out. With a. A DVD series. Of course. Showing all of it. But uh. Matt Gronin, who was the creator of Simpson, said, if Police Squad had been made 20 years later, it would have been a smash hit. In 1982, your average viewer was unable to cope with its pace, its quick-fire jokes, but those these days they'd have no problems keeping up. And, of course, as it's successful as the Naked Gun series was, that that's that's really the truth there. But, yeah, my number 10 is Police Squad. So, all right. Hey, that's an interesting call. I like it. All right, let's go to your number nine. So, number nine. Number nine is one
2: of those shows that's way out of the box. Um, oh. And it was very different for the time, but it is Alf, Oh! <laughs> Which uh, was from 1986 to 1990. Um, so, at the time, it was one of the... Uh, it was the most expensive 30-minute sitcom to produce. Um, and I think NBC put a lot of money and... Effort into the launch, um, and it almost didn't even get out of the gate for the first season. Uh, they had problems from the beginning, I guess, with you know being so expensive. Cast didn't like all the attention going to a puppet, <laughs> um, you know. But but I put it on the list because you know it was it was something um, that had never really been done before at the time. Um, it was you know you, you know it definitely touched on kind of the sci-fi type feel um to me very 1980s yeah. uh with the type of show it was so and if you say alf everybody kind of remembers alf love oh, it or yeah. hate it um for what it was because it sticks out there but you know looking back at it it's like oh you know it kind of triggers some of those memories from from childhood uh back then so yeah that's what i had at number uh number nine i've got alf
1: yeah and I'll ta- i'll talk a little bit more about alf later on he's he's a little bit further up my list but uh, all right good yeah. all
2: right it's on there that.
1: that's great my number nine is another one that you probably you may have forgot all about but this is one that i you know uh it helped we were teenage guys back then you know we you know i was born in 73 i think you were born in 74 right Mm-hmm. Yep. so you know a lot of these shows that we that we liked or, or we watched a lot had a lot to do with the uh the females in there and there, you know, but this was a good story. This was a, a funny show and it didn't, it didn't help that the female was, I thought she was, she was a, a nice looking, nice looking la- girl at the time. But, uh, <laughs> my two dads, I don't know if you remember that show or not. Uh, it, I do. And believe it or not, Stevie, I have it at number eight. <laughs> <laughs> so my two dads, I mean, Paul Reiser who went on to, you know, uh, have a a great movie career of course went on to uh with Helen Hunt oh my gosh what's the name of that that show they were in oh, I'm
2: totally blanking I just had it in my head it'll come
1: to so, killing uh, me yeah It's killing me that uh that's, that's he goes on to been a long time too. yeah and he goes on to the later uh Mad About You was the name of it Mad About You he Mad goes about on to you, that yep. but he the story was a great story him and uh the former BJ and the Bad Star, Greg Evigan, are both. Neither one knows who's the na- who's the deity of of this this teenage girl that they both have had feelings for the mother. The mother passes away. Next thing you know, they're both uh, they're both taking the dad role, I guess, and they both move in together. And uh, it, it was some funny things. They had some nice looking girls on there. And of course, they had some. Uh, some guys that went on to big start, uh, Giovanni Ribisi, I don't know if you yep. remember him or not, he goes on to yep. a movie career, I also had a, a big part in the TV show Friends, but uh, yep. yeah, I I, I like the, the show, and Nicole, I mean, Stacey Keenan, who played Nicole Bradford, hit played the mm. daughter, she was a nice looking lady, I'll put it that way, a nice looking girl back then, and then you know, uh, it was a funny show, Dick has ended up coming on later on, and uh, you know, it, I think it aired for uh, four seasons, uh, and
2: yeah, 80, well, three seasons, three nine, seasons, sixty episodes,
1: yeah. sixty episodes, yeah. and uh, but you know, I, I thought it was a good one, and I, I've i yeah. found some on YouTube, and I've actually watched some episodes. Uh, yeah, it's still good. It's still good to this day. I think it would hold up today.
2: Well, that's that's really funny because I mean we're pretty darn close on that one. And I had it on list. It's like there's no way Stevie's gonna have it. On list. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, you know, it, it was, you know, at the time, it was a little taboo. I mean, for sure. They're yeah. like, oh, two men raising yeah. a, a girl on their own, a young teenage girl on their own. And, you know, today it was, it was, it was kind of funny because I had my daughter, watch at Charlotte and, and she's like, oh, that's neat me. I mean, and she didn't even think twice about it. But back then it was like, oh, two guys are raising a girl. That's yeah. weird. And yeah. so it's pretty cool to see how times have changed. Um. And it, it was, it was, you know, definitely treading on an interesting, um, in an interesting area back then, but it was, it was different, it had a different twist and spin to it, um, so I thought it was great, and you remember, uh, uh, she also, she also went on to go on Step by Step.
0: Step by Step, another um, great after, sitcom.
2: After that, another good show, which I had more in the 90s category, but, um, yeah. but absolutely a good show, so, um. You know, I was looking through this like, oh, like, oh, that's all right, she did that too. So, but yeah, I agree, she was not unattractive by any means. <laughs> well, so, you know,
1: you know who um, was really who I thought was really attractive on that show, her friend Shelby. You remember her, the blonde? Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Amy. <laughs> we were Amy Hathaway. I that's am. Amy Hathaway. She went on to do uh, some some uh, some other shows as well, but nothing as big, I don't think, as uh, as what she did in My Two Dads. But yeah. I looked up some of these, you know, trying to see if I could possibly get an interview with some of these, but uh, didn't have. I, I cannot find any contact information for either one of those, but we'll keep on searching. Huh. We'll keep on yeah, searching.
2: keep working on that one, but that was a great one, Steve. You've got my number eight already, so I've kind of covered that, which was my two dads, so uh, we're
1: on the same page with that one. Well, my my number eight is one you've already mentioned as well. My number eight was Alf. Uh, you know. Oh, boom. Yeah. So we we just kind of flip flopped on that, but I just remember it was a great concept, you know, a great you know great story with them trying to hide him uh, from those aggravating neighbors, the Acmonics. I don't know if you remember them. Yeah, uh, yep. yeah, that lady was oh gosh, she played the aggravating role <laughs> down pat. But uh, it was also I don't know if you if you saw this, but it was also in August of 2018. There were Warner Brothers said they were going to do an Alf reboot, and then by November, yeah. they decided no. I don't know, what, I'd love to hear what changed that, but, uh, you know, I don't know what fell through there. But, you know, the I think one of the favorite episodes, do you remember when Alf made the music video? I don't think I did. He had a crush on the daughter, Lynn. He had a crush on her. He made yeah. a, he made a video yeah. for because she was going out with some uh, with some guy. He and he would, he had a crush on her. So, yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's, that's, that's pretty funny. And then, of course, Ann Merrill, who played uh, played Kate's. And Kate was the mother. And Ann Merrill, right. right, the do, who is the late Ann Merrill, who is the uh, she is the mother of Ben Stiller. She was a she played Kate's mother. That you know, one of the other few that all, that knew about Alf. Uh, I, re, I remember her being on there, and she was married to what Jerry Stiller. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Jerry Stiller. But yeah, Alf is my number oh, my eight. One. So we we kind of flip flopped on that. Who would have thought that? Yeah, so they what? were right
2: there, and those are two. I was like, I didn't know where they were laying, but they did. So yeah. Um, what about your number
1: seven now?
2: Seven. So, my number seven, I, I guess I was, uh, you know, back then, I'll tell you one reason I really like number seven. So, you know, growing up where we did, it was a small town, small area. I was kind of thinking, about, hey, what's out there? What's different? And it was a show out there called New Heart, yeah, based in Vermont. New and I... I thought it would be the coolest place in the world, uh, to be in Vermont. It was beautiful and peaceful and it just looked super cool. So I always loved that show. Um, and you know, I, um, the characters in it were some really unique personalities (laughs) the years. Um, so, you know, so new heart was my number seven. And I know as a kid, you're on up at that point, like, wow, you're in the new heart. But I was, and, um, you know, you have characters in there like, you know, Larry, here's my brother Daryl, my, my other brother, brother Daryl. I mean, it was ha, some ha. great stuff, you know, and it was a little, um, you know, with Bob Newhart, you know, it was, you know, he's like a lot of dry sense of humor. Very you know, dry, lot. but he was um, funny.
1: He was funny.
2: He was funny. You know, he was funny. It was there and George and, you know, um, you know, it's pretty funny. I was, I was looking at it and apparently Jerry Van Dyke try um you know try it out for the part of of um george Utley, and he mm. didn't get it and they thought it i mean they kind of did the part for jerry because they thought he'd be perfect for it and they realized man, he's not a fit in the chemistry um so it was kind of funny to think jerry van dyke would have been george because george was the perfect one um but love the show i love the thought of you know vermont and and how cool it looked and it just felt a world away, um, and, uh, you know, I think it was part of the draw to it, and um, I love a dry sense of humor, and uh, so I thought it was great. Loved it, thought it was creative, um, and enjoyed the uh, eccentric personalities that came through there, because they, you know, it definitely has some unique characters um, through the years that went through the show, so New Heart, number seven.
1: Do you remember the the finale? Yeah, the la- the uh, last- absolutely. <laughs> the last, uh, he wakes up and he's dreamed it all. He's in the bed with his wife from the first sitcom he did, the Bob Newhart show. He's in the bed with his right. wife. I thought that was hilarious. I thought that was it, hilarious. It
2: was, they say it was probably one of the best final episodes ever done. Um, and most, one of the most creative because it's so hard to do that. So, uh, but yeah, apparently got hit in the head with the golf ball. Um and so, what I was reading, they actually had to keep. They kept it a secret from everyone, even the cast, of what they were going to do. They had an alternate ending, and then switched it, and they had him even hit out um, his former wife on the show, and uh, till the end. So it was really a surprise for everyone. But yeah, that was yeah. a really creative ending to the show.
1: Yeah, I think the most what I remember that show for most is Larry and his brother Daryl and his other brother Daryl. But uh, yeah, and you know they were they were on
2: one episode. And they were only supposed, they came in for one episode, and that was supposed to be it. And the crowd loved them so much, they became very recurring characters. And I yeah, can't think of a show without those guys. <laughs>
1: yeah, and then you got another guy, uh, Peter Scolari, who played Michael Harris, who was Stephanie. Yes, he was hilarious. Peter Scolari, <laughs> who <laughs> he was uh, in another great sitcom with Tom Hanks, Bosom Buddies. I don't know if you remember. Yes. Yeah, Bosom Buddies was, was a great one as well. Um, uh, my number 7 is probably going to be further up your list. But okay. You know, I've got I've got a plethora of stuff up here. My number 7 is growing pains. Um Oh,
2: okay. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. Uh Alan Thick, Kirk Cameron, uh and others up there. Of course, a young Leonardo DiCaprio who uh guest starred on that near the end. Uh, I don't know what I think it was just season seven when he was on there as a homeless kid that they kind of yeah, adopted. Well, uh, yeah. Had had a spinoff called Just Ten of a Man. Who in the world? You Kurt know, Cameron was like the troublemaking teenager, and everybody uh, in school wanted to look like Kirk Cameron, or or you know. And actually, you know, Carol started out kind of not, you know, kind of the nerdy thing, but she ended up looking pretty good at near the end. But all right, uh, Stevie. Steve, I got to share some with you. Oh, Yo, here we I go. Had a huge crush on Carol? On Carol Seaver. Huge Sieber. crush on Carol Seaver. So, that, yeah, so just keep that between the two of us. Yeah, but I, I had a huge
2: you. crush. Well, on it's, Carol, out Carol, all, Carol it's out there now, buddy.
1: It's out there now, buddy. But, yeah, you know, it's a great story. You know, uh, Alan Fick played Dr. Jason Seaver, who ends up working from home, and his wife goes back to work as a reporter. Uh, but, man, they had some great stories up there. Also, another guy that I, I don't know if you remember or not, but a young Matthew Perry played. Yeah, on, and, he did, and it did not go so well for not him. not go Matthew so well Perry for him, yeah. yeah. Uh, the drunk driving episode where he, uh, yeah. he's Carol's boyfriend. What's his name? His name was Sandy, I think. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Ended up having an accident. He's in the hospital, and I remember I remember it because they, they had her go home, and everything's fine He she leaves him at the hospital and everything's fine he's doing good but then by the time she gets home with her parents uh you know mike comes in and and tells her that you know sandy has passed away and she has a hard time with of course but yeah uh also what was the lady's name that played julie mccullough do you remember her she played Mike's girlfriend. Yeah. Who, yeah. Holy who could moly. not forget? Holy moly. <laughs> Holy,
2: moly. <laughs> Holy moly. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, I remember her very well. And, um, and then I guess Mike found religion and said she couldn't be on the show anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, but, and, um, then, and then what about Mike's best friend, Boner? Boner the bone. Yeah. He was only yeah. in Seasons episode. Uh, one through four he left to join the marines Uh, i don't know i guess he was he was through with growing pains but what a great and man one of the best not the best but one of the best theme songs out there uh of course that was absolutely bj thomas who sang it with jennifer warrens and uh most of the time and then there was another version where he sang it with uh dusty springfield then they had then they had one that was i don't know one that i really didn't like They changed it up. Yeah, and they, they got, shouldn't have. They, so there were four um, different versions. I think it's Jennifer Warrens did a version, and, um,
2: and Bill, Bill Medley um, did it as well. So um, uh, so I think there were a total of four versions of the song. Yeah. So they did mix it up a little bit. But And I think that's one thing we should tackle at the end here when we wrap up the 10, we should pick the
1: Best theme song. Oh, I already
2: got um, that. And I think I mean, it might be. You might already. I think it's going to be a slam dunk. Man. I already but got it. There's maybe no what? doubt. There's I don't no know. no
1: doubt about what's. You know right. what I mean, we're going to. We'll, we'll get to we'll that get there. at the end. All right. Number six. What well, do you got at number six? So, number six um, is a classic uh,
2: Night Court. Oh, yeah. Harry Anderson. Night Court. Absolutely. Night Court ran from 1984 to 1992. Um, you know, I uh, you know it was part of I don't know. I mean, it, well, this is a trigger because it triggered it with me, but it was part of that must see Thursday. Yeah, and it was oh, open yeah. with the Cosby Show, followed by Family Ties, and then Cheers, and then it would be Night Court.
1: How could I you mean, not? How could you not be watching dunk. NBC on uh, on Thursday nights back then?
2: Oh, I was. So it was great stuff. I mean, what great shows! So you know, love Night Court. It was um, you know. The humor and the different cast they had, it was a really great chemistry. Um, really interesting with, with Harry Anderson. You know, he, he didn't have an acting background at all. He was a comedian, uh, but didn't have an acting background and did a little, a few episodes of Cheers, yeah. um, as Harry the Hat and, um, you know, ended up getting the part and, you know, play this young, young judge who, uh, which the whole premise of the show is pretty funny. You know, he, he's like, Supposedly 34, and gets this you know appointed to judge because the mayor was going out of office and called everybody you know on the phone on a Sunday and couldn't get anybody to appoint them, and he happened to be home, so that's how he said he got the position. And um you know, because everybody wondered what such a young guy was a judge, um, and he was eccentric and different. Um, but it matched with that craziness of the night court, you know, in New York. If you could just imagine what they, you know, the people that would come through there. I thought the writing was great. Um, you know, it was crazy. They went through a couple of different individuals, you know, ladies with, played the bailiff. Right. Um, and, um, and then ended up with Roz, uh, who did a great job. You have Bull, you know, who's, you know, just, just you know, this, Big, huge guy, but, um, but, but hilarious. And, and Mac, who just, you know, this guy in his sweater vest and, and, you know, just playing the personality. He's all for of the others. It was great. So, and of course, Dan, um, <laughs> you know, who, who, you know, just really pulled a lot of the things of the show together. Um, and just, you know, you can see it was a unique group, but great show. I, I thought the humor in that, I mean, it, that's the type of humor I watch now. You know, as a, you know, shoot, you know, younger kid back then, I'm not picking up on some of the stuff. Now yeah. I get a lot more of it. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's, that's, that's super funny. So, um, but it makes a lot more sense now than it did then. So love night court. And, you know, it's definitely something, something that holds the test of time. You're know, definitely going back and watching some of the old episodes. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is still great. <laughs> it's not even better. So, um, great stuff.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, you talk about the, the, the women on there the public defenders it seems like the, all, the women were always the public defenders and John Arquette who was Dan Field was always the only prosecutor yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. he stayed there the whole time and that was pretty much you know and, and he kind of got equal billing with Harry Stone as, as, because he yeah. was hilarious as well but uh, <laughs> who was your favorite lady up there you had Marky Post you had Ellen Foley uh and there was a couple that that were on there. One was only on there for the pilot episode and then one was up there for season 1 but Ellen Foley or Marky Post <sighs> Actually, I like the first one.
2: Um and I forget her name. Pilot lady. I, I like I Yeah. And then I would say probably Marky Post. Um after that, you know. Didn't her uh, and
1: Harry Stone get together on the show one time? Well, they 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 were, but she ended up with Dan. And then, uh, um, which w- was the twist?
2: So yeah. they were supposed to get together. She ends up with Dan, so um, they they really put a big twist on that. So you know, it's it's, it's, uh,
1: it's crazy. You remember? It comes. You remember the 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 uh, Russian comedian? They always had a Yakov Smirnoff. Oh my God! Yeah, always yes. up there. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, they, oh, they, 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 they had, had a returning. They had a who's who of people up there. Uh, you know, John Ashton John Aston was up yeah. there. Who was uh, the only the original Adam family? Mel Torme, who that yeah. was big, Harry's big, big uh, yeah. obsession. It was it, Mel re- Torme
2: revitalized his career? Yes. I, mean, I did. Nobody knew who he was in our age. I mean, but you know, oh, Velvet yeah, Fog, <laughs> <The> Velvet <laughs> yes. Fog, and then
1: you know, Gilbert Godfrey was on there a couple of times. But you know, yeah. Yep. Uh,
2: it was. It was kind of a host. And Night Court is one of those shows. It was really, really good. But when you got the college show, Famitai, it's, it's kind of there, but it's always it's it's stable. You know, it's 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 it's, it's a rock. It's always there. It's always good. Um, so I think you get lost in the mix a little bit. It was yeah. a great show.
1: Yeah. All right, my number six, and this would this would have aired. Uh, from eighty two September of eighty two to May of eighty six. Seemed like it was on a lot longer than that, but you know. Uh, the great and I'm gonna say him, Ricky Schroeder uh played Ricky Stratton on this and the play and we're talking about Silver Spoons. Um just <laughs> had a who's who up there too. I'm tell you what. There was a the lady up there, Erin Gray, who I fell in love with on I don't know if you remember I don't know if you ever watched Buck Rogers. Sure. Yeah. yeah, she was on there as well and she was she was pretty nice looking there. But she was on that as well. Uh, had a great story as he's you know, Ricky is the uh was he at a prep school, a military school and, and comes yeah. back to wants to go meet his dad who was an overgrown child, I guess. He you know, I remember I remember wanting that house. Because you had art, <laughs> you, you had video <laughs> games like four or five video yeah. games sitting there. You had a train that ran through the house, and pretty much yeah. every little thing. A remote control that opened the door. You remember that? Yeah, it, it had everything. Yeah, it had, you know, and especially in the '80s. It had
2: every gadget, and back in the '80s, I mean, like that stuff was just kind of coming out, and you know, it was super expensive. So to see this, oh my gosh, you know, after you have that, that's so cool
1: and you had uh starting off from the from season 1 to season 4 a young Jason Jason Bateman playing uh the bad boy Derek Taylor who was always the one that was trying to trying to get him in trouble or or find in trouble and you remember the, old, the 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 cowboy guy JT and then yeah. and then Freddie the nerd Freddie, the nerd they were they were the the pretty much the the four that were on there and uh of course, they, a lot of them ended up believing. Jason Bateman goes on to have his other show. I don't know if you remember that show. Uh, it's your move. That was that was another uh, oh, yeah. great show that I, I really liked. It probably I probably could have had that on the outside of my list, but uh, it was funny. Alfonso Ribeiro comes around. You know, he he mm-hmm. is he's going off on the uh, on the big time of his commercial, I guess. I don't know if that came before or after the Pepsi commercial with Michael Jackson, if that came before or after Silver Spoon started. But, uh, yeah, Alfonso was there. Um, and then had some great guest stars. I remember one of them. Uh, you remember Dexter? The, the I guess that was his lawyer. Oh, yeah, lawyer. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was, it was um, yeah. the daddy's lawyer. And he ends up having a fling with Whitney Houston on one of those episodes, uh, which I, she was just coming along there. But, yeah, Silver Spoons... And, you know, that was a pretty good theme song as well, but just just not it's not gonna it's not gonna touch who I've got at the top. Uh but yeah, Edward was like who was a dad is just like who I'd want to be. Uh playing video yeah. games and uh riding a train through the middle of the... <laughs> you remember when Minuto was on there? Oh my gosh. Menudo now that's really going Ricky, 80s but yeah Ricky Martin <laughs> Ricky Martin who was in Menudo at the time yeah. and it's all because Ricky is in love with, or, or not in love he wants to go out with this girl and he gets he gets Menudo to perform at his house and uh, yeah I remember that I remember that oh wow but yeah Silver Spoons with Rick now he's Rick Schroeder but uh, Ricky Schroeder at the time Silver Spoons is my number 6 who so you got at number five? Number five. So I know this will probably be higher on most people's
2: list, but it was pretty tough when I get down to number five because the ones I have above it are, are really solid. But, um, the Cosby show. So I know Ooh. it's probably got to be on everyone's list, but, um, you know, yeah. I had a number five. So, so, you know, obviously with the day's times, eh. And kind of look at it a little bit differently, but, you know, it doesn't change the fact. It was a pretty funny show. Um And, I mean, really uh, groundbreaking, too, at the time, so, for what it was. So, you know, I, I was looking at, you know, some stuff on that, and they were saying that the original um script had, you know, Cliff being a chauffeur. And, you know, his wife at the time was like, listen, you should be a chauffeur, you should be a doctor. And, you know, you're trying to change kind of... Yeah. The perception at this point. And he's like, you're right. So they went with being a doctor, which changed everything. Um, and you know, um, I think puts a total different spin on the show. And then also I thought it was pretty interesting. ABC rejected the show. Um, so I'm like, wow, ABC really passed on something. I guess they're taking, a, thought they were taking a risk, but well, they really missed out. So NBC gambled and they, they really went big. Um, one thing, one, one thing I saw in there that I thought was really interesting. Um, Adam Sandler, and I don't think I realized this until now, that Adam Sandler was in it for four episodes with yeah. as one of Theo's friends. Yeah. Um, and I was like, holy cow, Adam Sandler was in The Cosby Show. So, um, you know, The Cosby Show, I think eighties. I mean, I remember when it came out, it was like, wow, you got to see this. And it's, it's pretty darn funny. And, um, you know, great cast, really, detail, really talented group, some, some spinoffs that came out of that. And, um, you know just a, a really solid group.
1: So Cosby Show at number 5. Number 5 and this is going to be uh I I think you will have this on your list. But I remember watching it after the Super Bowl one year actually it was Super Bowl 22. ABC had it uh and man it was it was groundbreaking to me but but you know when it, the way it started you could just tell there was going to be it was gonna be a. Uh, it was gonna be something special. I put it uh, when you hear that. What would you do if I sang out of tune? Uh, of course, I'm talking about the Wonder Years, ran for six seasons. Uh, Fred Savage, you know, who everybody just thought was great. After that, you know, he really broke through on that. Uh, a lot of people tell me I'm a Fred Savage lookalike, but you know, I don't know about that. But, and, it hit, and of course, Fred Savage, who goes on to greater things in the Austin Powers movies, the mole uh, in the Austin Powers movies. But no, Fred Savage is Kevin Arnold. Of course, everybody from day one, you wanted Kevin Arnold and Winnie Cooper to get together. I mean, that was that was the thing back then. You see the little.
2: Girl Actually, the, I wanted to get together with Winnie Cooper, so that was my goal. Well, so, do you, do you um, watch? Uh, <laughs> do you ever watch
1: *Impractical Jokers*? Yes, uh, you, you know, know Murr Mur has a huge crush on her. I mean, his his punishment at the end at the end was to be in a red, white, and blue American flag speedo flexing in front of Winnie Cooper or, or Danica McKellar. If you ever get a chance to see it, you got to see it, because that was like all oh, of his big crushes back then. And I would be petrified about them. But, uh, wow. you know, Jason Hervey, who played the the ideal older brother that was so, oh, yeah. so aggravating. And then, <laughs> of course, Josh Saviano who plays his best friend, Paul, who is not Marilyn Manson, by the way. I don't want to, <laughs> everybody starts that rumor. He is not Marilyn Manson. But, you know, set back in, in the 60s, uh, in the 70s, you know, it was just a great show. I mean, from '68 to '73, yeah. and Daniel Stern, who is the supposed to be the adult version of Kevin, who is the, who is the narrator. You guys remember him, as of course, as one of the, the Wet Bandits from the Home Alone series. But um, yeah, I mean, and then, but you know, it kind of got. I will say this. I kind of got discouraged with it after Kevin and Winnie got together. And it was like you were, right. you just yeah. kept waiting for the for them to get for them to break up because it was just like, oh gosh, you know. But it's all about the chicks. Yeah, and, and it, <laughs> but I think it, I think they may have uh, they may have got them together too quick, uh, and, but the end, the final episode where he goes and and, and meets her, but you know. And, I'm glad you uh,
2: had that, because that's, that,
1: that's such a great great one. Yeah, it, it was a great show. I, I really enjoyed it. And, it, you know, of course, the Joe Cocker theme song, A Little Help From My Friends. That oh, yeah. Was so iconic, but still, no, no, no. It's not going to be the one for me. Uh, but, yeah, my number five <laughs> is Wonder Years. Well, yeah, I, I'm glad you put it up there, because I, you know, I was really torn because a lot of these things
2: kind of get stuck in a little bit of a time warp. On is it '90s? Is it '80s? Because it yeah. starts in the late '80s, but so goes yeah. to the mid '90s. So I kind of leaned on one of the years being more than '90s, but it definitely tips into the '80s. So I didn't have it on my list, but I probably would have because um, it's. I mean, with you, I mean it's kind of everything you say it is. and particularly if you were the age we were when we watched it. Yeah, you know, you're kind of relating, and well, it was pretty crazy. I mean, the things that you know. He was going through. We were going through. Even though he was going up in the '60s, and yep. he had his own kind of issues. But it's still your same issues, and um, you know the whole chase of the girl and and everything. And uh, so, yeah, what a what, yeah. a what a great show. You ever you um, ever
1: have any of these chases for a girl like Winnie Cooper, and and then when you get there, it's like, mm, okay, it was it's not as exciting as the chase. I
0: don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. You know, there was there
1: was there was a few there was a few that I that I, you know, a couple maybe, but most of the time that was not the case with me. But there was a couple that I was like, you know, I, took, I have kind of a, I've already kind of got to deal with my wife if if I ever bump into Whitney
2: Cooper and and and. And she's interested. Uh, my wife's okay with that. So oh, I've so you, did did, did,
1: you uh, did? did you laminate your list like Ross on Friends? Did you do a list? I did of- not laminate. <laughs> <laughs> but she would be on my list. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So but
2: I'll also chase her a little bit. So. <laughs> yeah.
1: So who is your number four? We're in the top. We're in the top five now. So I know, so it gets pretty hard on the top five. So, and I
2: don't think we've, we've kind of said this, and I'm assuming it's got to be on yours, but it, number four is family ties. So, oh, yeah. um, you know, I, I mean, what do you say about family ties? So that ran from what, 82 to, uh, to 89. Um, and it, it, it was one of those shows. I mean, obviously, I mean, Stevie, you know me and, um, I, I, I grew up a pretty hard, a conservative Republican and, you know, having <laughs> Alex P. Keaton who, you know, loved, you know, uh, being a young Republican and all into that stuff, pictures of George Bush and, and Reagan up in his room. I was all about, um, Alice P. Keaton. Um, so love family ties. I love kind of the back and forth you had with his parents, the hippies and, um, you know, how they, they antagonize one another with everything. Um, so, you know, it was, um, and, and it's funny because you can't think of anybody else playing that part other than Mike or Dave Fox. But oh, no.
0: um,
2: you know, looking at it, it was so close that he wasn't going to get that part, um, and they, they didn't really like his audition, and he had to come back again. And you know, kind of that second time, they're like, okay, maybe it's something with this kid, and because he he had done nothing before that, um, and it just it just took off, um, and you just can't see anybody playing that part. But it sounds like there was a lot of friction on the show because. And then you think of family ties, you kind of think of Michael J. Fox and, and Alice B. Keaton. And, it uh, I think that, you know, it was tough to kind of keep the chemistry within the show because he, he just kind of had that charisma about him that, that, that pulled a lot of the show with him. And, but there was one character I, I really liked <laughs> in the show, um, as well. Um, and that was Nick. Nick. I want you remember hey. Nick.
0: Yo, hey yo, man. Hey, uh, hey. hey.
2: Mr Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> uh that guy was hilarious. And um, you know, I he uh you know, that's actually a pretty good actor. So I he uh, I, I was reading about him and you know, it's so hard for him to play this idiot kind of goofy guy. Um, uh, but um he was pretty funny and he was also kind of a guy I think they're they're playing to bring on one episode and everybody liked him They're like oh this guy's pretty funny um and you know the dynamic he had with the parents was was, was oh, yeah. and and i think they really struggle with that uh of how they can involve the parents more but his dynamic with the dad uh was great because that was the exact pull-off of anything he'd want mallory to go out with exactly. um and, but in the end they kind of get to like each other and and, and get along and Oddly enough, they get, he had two shows that spun off of that uh, Family Ties. Neither one of them really made it syndication, but he had two pilots that um, after that, which was pretty interesting. Um, and now again, that was part of that must see TV Thursday night. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Until until Cosby, I think Cosby had a hand in getting them moved to Sunday, um, uh-huh. and that really kind of was the, the beginning of the end for Family Ties. That I kind of think they've run their course. And, uh, you know, the other thing I really liked about it, apparently, uh, Ronald Reagan said it was his favorite show. So uh, I was like, I was thinking, and even he, he was playing it, he wanted to do a cameo, but I guess they never could make it happen. Um, and, uh, so, uh, they were asking, uh, I guess Michael J. Fox, so where do you, where do you think he, you know, Alice P. Keaton would be now and he's like well, it'd either, you know, be in Congress or in jail. So <laughs> the other probably. So um you just you just don't know. Um and apparently the P uh Michael J. Fox created that and just came up with that on his own and they liked it, so they kept it. But no one ever knew what the P stood for. They never disclosed
1: it. They that. never said so, what the P uh, stood uh, for. never
2: said what the P of Alice P. Keaton was. Yeah. So um great show, really cool cast. Um again. Big fan of Alice B. Keith, and so I had it pretty high
1: on my list at number four. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll talk about that uh, a little bit further up the list. Uh, so you even
2: have it higher, I think. Oh yeah, <laughs>
1: definitely, definitely. Uh, this next one for me, it started out in the late '80s, and so I kind of, I kind of uh, was torn between putting it on because it started out in '89. But I said, you know what? It's one of my favorites. I'm gonna put it up here. It did start in the '80s. But Coach. Uh, oh, that's a great show! Yes, Craig, one of my favorites. Craig T. Nelson and
0: it, who yeah. you
1: mentioned before, Jerry Van Dyke as Luther. Yeah. Uh, one of the iconic right. roles that uh, Luther Van Dam oh. and Dahlber. Love it, uh, man! It was such a great show. I aired for for nine seasons. Kind of got a little <laughs> stale at the end with the you know when he you know in the NFL came along when he went to the NFL. That kind of got a little yeah. stale, but you know, such you know such great shows. Kelly, his daughter, she was she was a nice looking lady. Uh, it's just for cute, yeah. <laughs> you know, Minnesota State. When he was at Minnesota State, that was when it was great. Uh, you know, yeah, he, I, he, absolutely. He Luther would come up with some of the stupidest stuff, but it was so funny. He would aggravate aggravate him to death, but they had such a great chemistry together. I I mean all those three guys with Dalber, uh who Bill Fogelberg who goes on to SpongeBob is uh what's his name? What's Spongebob's friend? Patrick Patrick, yeah. That's Patrick. I didn't know he was Patrick. Yeah, that is Patrick. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> wow Yes, that is Patrick. Uh you know, but Jerry Van Dyke, man, he you know, and I left oh, God, Hey, so I actually I'll tell you the story and we'll mention we'll mention this again uh a little further up the list when my wife and I found out we were going to have a baby this was if it was a boy it was going to be named Hayden after Hayden Fox you know of course and then Uh we'll talk a little bit further up the list I'll I'll tell you you know her real name was after uh, her name that she is she's 16 now of course uh, but her name she was named after another character from a a sitcom that's later in the list because we wanted something different that a lot of people didn't have at the time. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. It's kind of funny how that I worked out. But yeah, Coach, which aired from 89 to 97, so right on the verge of the 80s list, but it's just a great show. I, I could go back and watch Matter of fact, I might do that tonight when we get through here. I might start watching, <laughs> watching some Coach shows. It is
2: one of those you can watch over and over. And, and just love. Um, absolutely. I, again... Like the one of Years, I would have had that on my list, but again, I was like, ah, that's pushing more 90s, so I kind of pushed it for the 90s, or I would have had it on my list, too, because absolutely one of my favorite shows, and you're right. Those guys were freaking hilarious. Which you and did. you could go watch it right now, and it's still just hilarious.
1: You know, it's, it's funny, because Craig T. Nelson, I've never seen him play a, a comedy role, a funny part. He'd always been in, like, <laughs> movies like <clears throat> one of them that actually... Came out yesterday on October 21st, 1983, one of my fa- favorite football movies. All the Right Moves. I don't know if you ever saw that. Oh, yeah. He played yeah. a high school yeah. coach, and he was not a he was not a, a, a great guy, a great coach to, the, to some of those players. Tom Cruise, Leah Thompson in that movie. But, yeah, but seeing him, he really fit the comedy bill well. I mean, great. He did. It, he, he was a straight man, and then you got Jerry Van Dyke kind of uh, stuff. Was, he was a good mix.
0: It really yeah,
1: was. I mean, I could watch yeah. Coach over and over again. But that, that's my number four. What's, what's your number three? So number three is when we talked
2: about. I uh, had growing pains at number three. Long love oh, growing pains. Yeah. So, I mean, you think 80s, I go back to growing pains. I mean, you look at uh, clothing styles, hair, so everything. You think 80s is growing pains. Um, so, it, you know, that whole also, it was the cultural thing, too, where you've got, you know, um, you know, Mike, um, you know, and, but, um, no, sorry, the dad, uh, Alan, I mean, Alan, said, you know, um, going, yeah, yeah he, was, he was going to be coming in there, but so he then, you know, his practice in at home. So his wife can go back to work. And I was like, those are all great things. And it was definitely kind of sign of the times too. Cause it was, I mean, women were back to workforce more. I mean, guys were kind of taking on more of a role on at home, which was different. Um, so, it was a cultural change, which you kind of saw in this, it's, it's uh, this, this sitcom, and I thought it was, um, really cool, and then, I'll, I mean, you've got kind of the antics of, 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 of Mike, and, you know, the oh, part yeah. of Mike and Carol, and Ben kind of gets lost, I never thought Ben was particularly funny, um. Yeah, he you know, was, he was really I, kind I of, of, you know, know. Yeah. <laughs> right, so, um. But it was great. I mean it was really kind of a good family humor um mix and uh they did a great job. I mean and I mean so tragic to lose Alan Thicke, you know, yeah. so young, because um, he was he was so such a funny guy and um I know I saw with Robin, I guess, was you know, his son was in a few episodes in one of the classes and um it's just kinda weird to think about that long long ago with everything, but it takes me back. So, you know, going back to growing pains, and that's one of those songs. You know, you were just kind of talking about. Yeah, you hear yeah. it, and it's just boom. You're 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 right back, and you're you're a teenager, and you're you're young again. Oh, yeah. Or um you, you hear it, when you hear that, it takes you back. And yes, yeah, so I did have a crush on Carol Seeker, So <laughs> um, I did. So, um, but anyway, so great show. Um, and uh, so that's yeah, that's my number
1: three. Number three. Okay, number three for me. It's a sitcom but it wasn't your traditional primetime sitcom is what I'm gonna say. It was more of a a teen sitcom Saturday morning. And I'm talking about Say by the Bell. Uh I
2: knew you' gonna to have to sleep about the bed. yeah, of course, I mean this was
1: like a you know after after me and my wife got married this was, when she we would get ready for work when t b s used to show it from like six to eight or, or seven to eight or what that was how we just, we figured out what time it was to go to work, she would ask me "Are we or is it first or second and I was like well we're we're halfway through the first, so she had time, but yeah, uh Richard started out good morning, miss bliss and they dropped that, thank God, but just a great high school like high school show you watch them grow up, you watch the chase for Kelly from Zach uh and you know that was another one that you, you know when when he finally got her from Slater, and then you're sitting there like, okay, here they go for a little while, and then here comes this ugh, Oh, I could I could kill the guy, you know, whatever whatever his name was, Jeff, Jeff, who is the yeah, manager yeah. <laughs> the manager of the mass, the college guy, and then she dumps him for Jeff. I actually, you know, it comes on the uh, IFC channel on Sunday on Saturday mornings. They show like a four, three or four hour block of it, but yeah. So I've I've DVRed them and I got them all up there watching, and it it really took me back, but. Also, I don't know if you know it, but Mark Paul Gosselaar has a podcast where he goes through each show. He doesn't remember a lot of what went on when he was filming, but he's hoping it'll jar his memory on it. So they go him and the host. They go through each show and talk about a little thing. And every once in a while, they'll have a guest on there that uh, uh, you know. I don't know if you remember. You remember Rhonda, the big, tall, blonde-headed girl that was after him and finally got it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 They had her on there uh, one time, and, you know, it's really great. If you haven't listened to it, I would highly suggest, if you are a a fan of Say by the Bell, Zach to the Future. It comes out every Wednesday. Episode comes out every Wednesday. But, man, uh, nice-looking ladies there. (laughs) And and (laughs) pretty much, you know. The theme here. Yeah, the theme. You know, it was stuff that you were going through at the time. uh, But, you know. What about the Zack Attack? You had to love that band of Zack Attack. <laughs> that episode with Casey and Case style, and, The clothing style. Yeah, yeah. Awful. You know, and then uh, <laughs> Jesse Jesse when she was hooked on caffeine fields. And yeah. I, I yeah I'll tell you this, we are there is a future episode where my niece, who is a diehard, say by the Bell fan and, and we, we talk about it. She was the one that got me on the podcast with uh with Mark Paul Gospel, but we will be doing our top five episodes of say by the Bill that's coming up soon so I can't give away too much of it but one question I gotta ask and I'll ask this to you all of these characters that were up there you remember like uh, let's say Violet Biggerstaff remember her? Tori Spelling yeah. Tori Spelling played her it was oh freaking... yeah yeah oh yeah yeah because she played the nerdy girlfriend right? she was on for like two episodes where did she go?
2: They oh, just,
1: no. Well, I mean, you
2: know, nine or two, well, That's tell you, that's brighter
1: 90210. <laughs> well, I mean, of course, she was on nine or two one oh while this was going on, but then, oh, yeah. okay, let me let me ask you this one, Eric, Jesse's evil stepbrother, was on for two episodes, looked like he was going to be a big part of the show, you never saw him again. Mm-hmm. Slater's daughter, do- Slater's, not daughter, Slater's sister, who Zach was trying to get up with, never saw her again. Where do all these people go? And what in the world was the deal with Tori? She's on there for half, like, six episodes. They they sing, like, the graduation song and all this. And then when they go to graduate, there's no Tori to be found. They don't mention her at all. It's the world of sitcoms, Stevie. It's really <laughs> freaky to me, though, that these people just, I mean, oh, if you, I, I just want to be, a, like, an actual, hey, what happened to Tori? And see what their face looks like. And the writers
2: have all control. They can write you right off. Yeah, I mean, but I
1: mean, (laughs) honestly, I think that was a, she was a temporary, uh, temporary fix while I think uh, Jesse and Kelly were out. I don't know what kind of, I don't know if there was some kind of dispute or anything like that. But you, you did hear they're actually doing a reboot, right? Oh, oh wow. wow! On the no. Peacock, on the Peacock channel, streaming coming, uh, coming. I think in, I want to say it's not long from now. But Slater yeah. and Jesse are the main two, uh, main two characters, and they did say that Mark Paul Gosselaar and Tiffany Amber Thiessen would be on that show. I don't think they're going to be recurring characters, but returning in some capacity. Uh, but yeah, that that should be interesting to see right there. But yeah, number three for me is Saved by the Bill. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Good stuff.
2: So we're moving on, number two. Yes. So no, my number two may surprise you because I've always said it's my number one, but it is 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 it landing on number two on my list, and that is Who's the Boss. <laughs> and it is high on my list for one major reason and that reason is Alyssa Milano. So, um, you know, what <laughs> guy during that time did not have a crush on Alyssa Alyssa Milano back then. Um, so wow. Um, so um, you know, that that was that was a big reason, but loved who's the boss. Um, you know, Tony Danza and his goofiness um and that whole kind of back and forth, you know, they had he yeah, had with Angela and and kind of the same deal you mentioned, Stevie, of kind of when they finally get together, you're like, eh, that's not so great. Yeah. Um, because it was the about the chemistry and the back and forth of the whole thing. Um, you know, and the grandma, Mona, who was hilarious on the show. Um, you know, Jonathan, the brother, was eh, kind of the yeah. same thing. As he ben was just kind Stevie, of a, you know? a, was like,
1: He was really kind of annoying he, to me.
2: It was, Yeah, and I, maybe that's the Roller to play That kind of the annoying. You, you remember when guy, he was I in Cujo? You know,
1: no. He I was a kid in Cujo. Was and I, 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 okay. I, I remember thinking after I watched a couple of seasons of Who's the Boss, he need to go back and uh Cujo needed to come <laughs> up there. You oh it yeah, he was out of dude. Um, yeah, I never
2: liked him, but you've got to listen a who just played the perfect like girl next door. So I mean cool story. I mean a guy plays pro baseball. I kinda of think of about him like he played pretty pretty baseball for a while. What the hell happened to all his money? But, um, but his wife passed away. He wants a better life he's living in, you know, middle Brooklyn with his daughter and city's not a place to raise a daughter. So he goes to the suburbs of Connecticut and uh, applies for a job as a maid with, you know, this big, um, you know, uh, advertising VP and, is the housekeeper there, uh, which, you know, is just an odd fit, but that's how a lot of these sitcoms go, right? They take a really odd situation, but put people together and see if it works. And, um, so he brings his daughter and who's, you know, a little tomboyish and, and she grows up there and kind of gets the upbringing she, he wanted her to have in a safe neighborhood with a great education, all the good stuff, but, um, but they really kind of still stay to their roots. Um, so great show. Um, again, biggest reason is, you know probably her um so which, by the way she she is extremely well, and she is also on my list, actually, she's number one on my list that we mentioned previously, so um, so her, and um yeah, yeah they, they, uh, yeah, so shes she's definitely on my list, but exactly. hey I say, go for it. She said, "If you think you got any shot, go take it." <laughs> you know, so I'm like,
1: "Okay." <laughs> so she'll uh, defend, yeah. she'll defend but, you, though. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs>
2: she would just laugh at me as I, I crash and burn very quickly. So, really? um, but yes, Listen Milano.
1: Yeah, yeah. Number number not bad. Number two is who's the boss for you? Okay, number two for Who me is, man, this is another show that I could just sit back and watch over and over again. Had a lot of, you know, a lot of people came through the, through this, but, you know, you had the core group on it, and I'm talking about the place where everybody knows your name. I'm talking about Cheers. Uh, you know, from the start, man, this, this was, I remember watching it from the start and just like, man, this is awesome. Every week it was funny. Uh, of course, you know, the, you had the, the chemistry between Sam and Diane at first and, and would they ever get together. And then when they did, it was kind of like, you know, okay, they're together. What's, what's going on here? But, yeah, know, all, I know. I know. you know, I was a, you know, Ted Danson, you couldn't you couldn't have picked a better role for him than, than Sam Malone. Uh, I just thought he was great in that. But then, Norm, <laughs> oh man, Norm and Cliff, they were so great. Great. yeah, and They
2: were
1: great. And then I, you know, I was a big fan of Coach as well until he passed away. Oh, I
2: love Coach. Coach was yeah. great.
1: Ernie Pantuso, who was played by Nicholas Colasano, yeah. who who passed away. Um, What was it? I don't know what. It was 85 when he passed away. I don't know how long that yeah. was. That was in two, so three it two seasons. In into it. Third,
2: third, third, third season, yeah.
1: But, you know, they didn't do bad picking a replacement for him. Uh, I mean, because actually, <laughs> yeah. we were talking not too long ago when my daughter was talking about Woody Harrelson. You know, he plays kind of—he doesn't play the the Woody Boyd roles much anymore. But uh, and I told her you need really need to watch that and and watch what he plays there. A Midwest boy coming to Boston, and uh, yeah, he was it's, yeah he was out there. He was out there, boy, and it it was so great. But yeah. Eleven seasons. I mean, what? How many shows do you know that's gone on for eleven seasons? Uh, and, and
2: they went out on their own. They wanted Yeah, they yeah. called it. But, it uh, worked because they were two
1: hundred seventy-five episodes, and then spun spun off another great show, Fraser.
2: Fraser. Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: So I mean, it, it had a iconic theme song as well, but still not the one. That's not the one. But uh, okay. you know, it it was. It was a great show. They, everyone in there was great, even when they brought Kirstie Alley in uh, to take Diane's place. Uh, and and then the end, I'm trying to remember the the finale. Diane, did Diane come back? Was Sam and Diane back on that one?
2: Yeah, so Sam was going to marry Diane and they end up calling it off at the end. Yeah. And he uh, closes the bar and, and, and they end up so, but he didn't end up not marrying Diane. Yeah, that. But she did come back.
1: Do you remember the battles he had with Gary's Old Town Tavern? Oh yeah, they were great. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. They would Dad, lose. It. And then, yeah. then the and then the guy that owned the the restaurant over uh, Melville's. Melville. Yes. Yeah. And then and how the guy oh was, had a relationship with Carla, that was that was kind of a uh, surprise. Oh, sorry. Sorry I totally got that. Yeah. That was so sort of yeah. sad. But yeah, uh, number two for me is Cheers. So now I got to hear. Right. I think I know who your number one is, but it's probably who I just talked to. Well, about. I don't. Uh, yeah, my number one
2: is the place they know your name, Cheers. And, um, you know. All the things you just said. I mean, just what an incredible show. I mean, and that's one of those things. The humor never gets old. Um, I mean, you can watch it today and laugh. It's just as hard as you did then, because that that the humor then is just as funny. Um, so one, uh, you know, definitely one of the the classics that um, never never gets old. It was really interesting that um, you know when it aired, it, it landed last on the ratings list at the very bottom. And it was the only show to start off last and end up on the top. And, uh, it just, it just says a lot about the show itself and, you know, how it developed and you had to get to know the characters. And I think that was the part of it. You had to kind of get to know them and get the feel of them. And once you did, you felt like you're part of that bar. And, um, you know, a little known fact to quote the great Cliff Clavin, um, <laughs> about cheers, um, is, you know, Cliff, uh, John Ratzenberger who, who played Cliff. So he tried out for the part of Norm, and didn't get it. So he, you know, wish they picked the perfect Norm. But he he taught the producer out He said, "Listen, you know, it doesn't 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 every bar have a know-it-all? You know, you guys you guys need somebody's gonna be a know-it-all and have them in the bar." And they're like, "You know what? You're right. We do." And uh, so they wrote him in as the postal worker. You know, Cliff Clavin, who's the you know know-it-all. So and it was such a great character to play off Norm. Um, kinda normal by himself, eh, but Norm and Cliff, it was it was outstanding. Um, to see those two kinda go at it. Um, and like you said, I mean, I wouldn't think you had to replace Coach if you can't, but they went oh, I think it was wise, they went completely different, um, with the younger guy, um, and with Woody Arrelson who yeah. apparently really never acted before that. I mean, it's yeah. really his first go at it. And he said he'd even really watch the show before it. <laughs> um, and just nailed it just nailed the part, and really kind of grasped and ran with it. Um, And Chris Gallagher did a nice job coming in and, you know, know, replacing the Diane character. Uh, But the chemistry with Sam and Diane, you know, really never could be replaced
0: um, at at all Mm
2: -mm. for what they had. So, and, you know, it it was so funny, the show, that they actually, you know, I don't know if you remember, but before the show starts, They'll have one of the cast members say, Hey, you know, filming live in front of a studio audience. And they did that because in the beginning, they, you know, they didn't put that out there and they were always filmed live, but people were, you know, saying, Hey, we're really annoyed with the set with the laugh track. It's very annoying. And they're like, It's not a laugh track. It's real laughter. Uh, But the laughter was so loud from the show. Everybody was convinced it was a laugh track. So they had to put that disclaimer in front of every show that, Hey, it's, it's this, this live studio audience. So that's how good it was. Um, and then you bring in Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. And then um, Lilith, who, you know, played his wife. I thought she was hilarious. <laughs> um, I mean, what a great cast of characters, they the group of characters they had throughout the show. And it's just, it stands the test of time. I mean... I mean, I think the only thing about like, what do you think, 80s? I don't, I mean, it doesn't have that 80s feel that some of the other shows of with, you know, kind of the, you know, the clothes they wear or anything like that. Um, but, you know, what I think of growing up in the 80s and that time is definitely Cheers. And so far as the songs I'm concerned, that's my top song. Anytime you hear that song, Come On, it just, you, you know, it takes you back to that, that moment you know, when you're a kid and watching a show. And, you know, in the old days, you know, we we couldn't just, you know, pop, you know, into something and yeah. go to Google wherever and watch a rerun or show. Or, I mean, I remember waiting all week long just with this anticipation of, I can't wait to Thursday night. <laughs> and, and if I missed my show, I was, you know, I was, I was so yes. furious because you can't, you're not going to get to see it. And they don't repeat it. Until like several months later for the yep. rerun season, so um, it it was one of those. It was a big deal um, back then. So you know a lot of these shows, um, you kind of grow up on them and and, and their TV shows and their sitcoms and their different things. But you know they get to be a little bit of your childhood as you grow up, and they get to be more than a TV show, um, which is pretty cool. Um, and, and it was fun doing this, you know, kind of doing the research on this and kind of looking back at this because it really took me back. Um, and brought up some of those kind of old feelings talking as a kid again for a little bit,
0: which
1: was pretty nice. So, yeah. Um, But yeah, cheers. Cheers, number one. All right. So I'm going with my number one. And uh, yeah, this is this is my favorite favorite show of all time. It's got so much, so much to talk about in here. Now I'm talking about Family ties. Uh One of my favorite actors of all time, Michael J. Fox, who went on to have a great movie career, of course, the Back to the Future trilogy, uh, among other things, Doc Hollywood, uh, you know, among other things. But I'll always remember him for Family Ties, Alex B. Keaton. You know, because you, you watch from the start, just like you said. He was kind of a bratty look guy. You know, he knew he was a know it all. But I think one of my well my favorite episodes of Family Ties is, and and it holds up so good to be in what, you know, because they're still together today. When Michael J. Fox meets Ellen, uh, you know, he's going to meet another girl, and, and Ellen is her roommate. He ends up falling in love with her, and goes on to be his wife, Tracy Pollan, who goes on to be his wife. And, man, let me tell you, if anybody is, is really grateful for that, it's a guy called Billy Vera. I don't know if you remember Billy Vera and the Beaters. That episode, those, it was a two part episode yeah. with Tracy Pollard, with Ellen Reed, and Michael J. Fox got together. At this moment was a song they, that was playing when they were on the dance floor. And that was a song that had been written years ago and hit and went to number one because of the influence Family Ties had. And I mean, but you know, so much that you can say about family ties. You know, they had so many great, uh, great stars on there. Of course, the the main cast. You talked about Nick uh, being on there. Uh, Michael Gross, Meredith Baxter, Bernie, Justine Bateman, Tina Yothers. But yeah, and i talking about my daughter. Yes, she was named after Mallory on uh, Family Ties. That was a name we come up with from there. We were watching it. You know that's a name that somebody really doesn't uh, doesn't have around here these days. And there you go. That's the history there. So it was either Mallory or Hayden. But well, it has, listen, it has to be number one on your list, then, right? It's number one, no doubt about. It. But listen to it. It has to be. Listen to the who's who's of guest stars on this list. Of course, uh, Courtney Cox, who was Alex's love interest in season six and seven. River Phoenix was a guest star. Jeff Cohen. I don't know if you know who Jeff Cohen is, but Jeff Cohen Please. is Chunk from the Goonies. Yeah. Corey <laughs> Feldman, who is Mouth, from the Goonies. Yeah. Tom Hanks played Uncle Ned. Martha Plimpton, another Goonie. <laughs> Will, Will Wheaton from Stand By Me. David, F- Of course, Will Wheaton, also from, uh, gosh, what's the name of the show now? I, I'm singing a song in my head. The Sheldon's in it. What's the show?
2: Oh, um... Oh, my God. Then we were talking about eighty shows, and we got all the... <laughs> so yeah. hell,
1: um Oh, God. The Big yeah. Bang Theory. Yeah. The Big Bang Theory. Yeah. David, David Faustino, who was on Married with Children. Gina Davis. Of course, we know Gina Davis goes on to be a big movie star. Mar Tierney who was in Liar, Liar and also in in, in other things. Crispin Glover, who was in Back to the Future, and uh also was, you know, of course he was in the first Back to the Future, but uh also was in Charlie's Angels movies, but man, such a great and I'm telling you right now, that is the number one T V theme song of all time. Johnny Mathis it's, it's Johnny Mathis and Denise Williams <laughs> Now, the first few episodes, there's, uh, I don't know who's singing that, but, you know, you're, I'm like, I, I went back and watched, uh, not too long ago, we watched a bunch of episodes from the first year, and then watching them, and I'm like, uh, but, man, Johnny Mathis and Denise Williams, who, you know, great, great stars there. They nailed it, and I mean that. Is, whenever I hear that, I, I'm automatically taken back to my mom and dad's living yeah. room. And like I said, it's <laughs> it's part of that Thursday night must see Thursday night. Such a great show, but Family Ties, definitely my number one. And and I could go back right now anytime I want to, uh, and watch the 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 two episodes where Alex and uh, Ellen get together. And that, man, it's it's such a great great story, but. So many great performances by Michael J. Fox. He, he, a lot of people don't realize he was, he was filming Family Ties during the day and then going, I think it, it may be vice versa, but Family Ties during the day, early in the morning, all day, and then going late at night and filming his scenes for Back to the Future because the people from Back to the Future warning him so bad, they had to get special permission from uh, the producers at Family Ties to be able to do that. And it worked yeah. out. It was the
2: first time,
1: and then uh, they were able to
2: work it out. So yeah, pretty, after after crazy.
1: after Family Ties, I mean, uh, after Back to the Future became such a big hit, they were able to work some something out the, the second yeah. second and third Which I think they did the second and third Back to the Future right there in the road. They filmed all that back to back, so that was that kind of helped out things as well. But yeah, Family Ties definitely my number one sitcom of all time eighties the I mean in the it's 80s. definitely
2: got it's got all eighties in it, you know, so it's i mean you think of eighties when you think of i mean hey it could uh, you make all the reagan refer- references but it, it's true, you know uh, a lot of that's you know in there, and then when Bush gets elected there's it is in there too but um so it is has kind of political and the kind of that mix of the the 60s and the 80s, and then kind of that transition to kind of what the times were then. And it's pretty neat um, to, to kind of see that. And and I guess kind of the middle child in these things always gets kind of the because eh, Jennifer you know, is like an eh. <laughs> yeah, well, <I> got <laughs> like everybody I was, likes
1: Valerie. Everybody likes Alex. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about this, too. Two of these shows, like, okay, you got Growing Pains, who had just three kids. And then they added the the baby near the you know near the end. Same thing with Family Ties, three kids, and then they oh, added yeah. uh, the the baby near the end. Uh, but you know, I don't know if that was growing pains. Yeah, okay. growing pains did it with Chrissy, and yeah. I, what was an Andy was the name of the the, the kids. He he oh, was yeah. kind of he was kind of annoying to me. Uh, yeah. But... <laughs> Yeah, if you look at him now he's he's kinda of tatted up and and earringed up and uh, I think he's a singer or something like that, but uh oh, wow. I don't know. Things things change
2: I guess.
1: But yeah. You know, that's the eighties for us right there guys. Uh yeah, and if we had if we had done the nineties, family ties wouldn't have been number one, they'd have to go to number two. Uh, I think everybody probably knows what my number one would be. I wouldn't have a clue what that would be. <laughs>
2: Stevie, you know what? You and I would have, you know what we should do one night? For, this could be a, an idea for you. We will have a Seinfeld Friends standoff. And oh, uh, Seinfeld is my ultimate you, favorite.
1: Yeah, And then yeah. I will take you on with Friends.
2: So I think that's the that's, problem you know, that's that
1: a, that's a, That's one that's, that's neck and neck right there. Uh, but, you know, I was, I was more of a Friends guy, of course. But Seinfeld had some funny parts to it, but I just I don't know. I don't know. It was and I know you, yeah. you loved Seinfeld and, and uh I was like he, there was some funny parts in it but I just couldn't it's funny not funny. It was it was <laughs> it was not one of those shows where if I missed it I was upset about. Uh my brother watched it a lot back then and he he loved it. Uh and I was like, Okay, that's funny, yeah. That's funny, but yeah, but you had to see your friends. I had to see friends though, <laughs> and I'll yeah, tell I had you see this. Friends, I know. Yeah, I'll tell you this. It was what ten years for? I I the Seinfeld air. I know Friends been uh, ten. Right, it went out ninety eight. So it was uh, probably ten for both. Yeah, I think it was ten for both. But yeah, that's that's an that's a episode for a different night, and we will definitely. Yeah, we will
0: definitely we'll entertain that. that
1: and I know
2: some shows we really left off, but there's so many good shows during their time. I mean, um, it's uh, I mean, Golden Girls is in there, but I wasn't going to – that was on my list, but I know it will be on a lot of people's list because it was a pretty funny show. But um, there's a lot of stuff out there, but it was kind of fun to look back at kind of our nostalgia um, through our lens. So that's kind of what you got tonight.
1: Yeah, my, myself and Liam, we did talk a little bit about before we went on on the air what our show that night, and I think Gold Girls was one of his that he would have had on there. Uh, and I forgot what else he was. He was a couple other shows he was talking about, but yeah, I remember Golden Girls being up there, and uh, I think I did let him know that Family Ties was my number one. And I don't. He didn't really. He didn't really say either way on that, but uh, you know, yeah. I, I mean, I'm looking at what could have gone on there, and that's you know, if we if we did not just. Not just comedies. You know, of course, the A-Team would have been one I would have had up there. Uh, yeah. Dukes of Hazzard, definitely. Right.
0: Um,
1: and I don't... There were so many... I wasn't really into the... I mean, like the A-Team and, and, and them were pretty much... And I'm trying to think if there was any other ones that were real... Not really comedies that I really watched every week. But everybody had the... You know, the Mamas that always had the Dynasty and uh, Dallas. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Falcon Crest. I don't know if you remember that show. My yes. mom watched that. Oh my uh, gosh. Yes. But yeah, it, there was, and it, then when it got to 10 o'clock, what was it? LA law, 10 o'clock on Thursday nights. That mm-hmm. was, the, that was what was usually playing, but you know, that was
2: the adult TV going yeah, on. Yeah. That's what I usually, I went to
1: bed at 10. I, I was like, mm-hmm. you know, no, nah, I'm not gonna watch LA law. I never got into LA law. <laughs> uh, Hill Street yeah. Blues, now that's a different story. I did watch some Hill Street Blues. Yeah. I don't know if you were uh, if you watched any of the Hill Street no, Blues. No, 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 I was probably in bed like I was supposed to be, so. Oh, come on. You know. I, remember, <laughs> Lord, now, I remember we had the little, this was the first TV we got in our bedroom. We and my brother shared a bedroom. We had a 13-inch black and white TV with rabbit ears. Yeah. Yeah, I think I had somewhere. <laughs> uh, it. would pick up like three channels, but that's all yeah. we had, so that yeah. would work. <laughs> and we had we had aluminum foil on the end of it to try to yep. pick it up a little bit better. So, uh, yeah, but we that's all we needed was NBC, ABC, and CBS.
2: That's yeah. all we needed.
1: We're
2: We're good. Uh,
1: good. All right. So you no, got anything same, you want to so. add? You got anything you want to add up here, Billy? Yeah, uh, I think this pretty well covers it. It was, um, you know, it was it was definitely fine because.
2: Uh, through this now I'm kind of trying to drag the kids and at least watching some of these um, shows because as I was looking them up, it was pretty cool to find out. Oh my gosh, I can watch the whole, you know, you know, every season of these shows now just by yeah. <laughs> you know going to Netflix or whatever. Um, so that's that's pretty neat. So um, it's gonna be fun to hopefully get my kids to watch some of this stuff, and yeah. I'm sure they'll start watching and say, "Hey, this is boring and offend me," but um, hopefully they'll I'll like. it <laughs> Um, but no, it, it was fun. It definitely took me back. Um, and I hope we were able to kind of do for, do for people, uh, you know, kind of makes you stop and think, oh, yeah, I remember that show. And it's like, uh, one of the shows that popped up in my, my head as I was going through the list, I totally blanked on, it was a spin off from Growing Paintings called Just the Ten of Us. Oh, yeah. Uh, I do you remember that show at all. It. Very uh, well. Yeah. And I was like, I love that show. Um, but yeah, I've completely forgotten about it all over, over these years. But, there's a lot of those things
1: that um, are kind of out there. And see the bag, so. the and say by the bill that kind of started a trend of teen sitcoms on Saturday mornings. That yeah. what you know. There was a, there was two more that I really liked. California Dreams, uh, yeah, which I've man. had. I've had uh, I've had two of the California Dream stars on That's pretty cool. the show with us. Which, and then there was another one called Hang Time. I don't know if you remember that one. I remember that one. The you remember the, the girl, drink? the girl that played basketball. Uh, oh yeah, high school basketball. Yeah, that and it had. Uh, oh,
0: what's the guy's
1: okay. name that plays on Blackish now? Oh gosh, he's a daddy on Blackish. He was on there for a couple oh. of seasons, but he yeah that, yeah it, I know who you're talking
2: about.
1: It it, it was a uh, it was I, li- I like that show. There was then that was cut. They 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 had some stinkers on Saturday morning teen sitcoms too, but. Maybe one day we'll have a worst sitcoms of the '80s list up here, because there were some yeah, definitely some stinkers out there that didn't need were. To, didn't need to see the light of day. That's for sure. Yeah, that's that is true. So we could definitely cover those. So well, hey,
2: thanks for the opportunity, man. I always enjoy having a chance. I mean, to sit here and just talk to a good friend and oh, yeah. uh, kind of relive the old days, uh, which is which is pretty neat. So um definitely took me back and some really uh one thing I know well is, is TV from my childhood That's so right. this was uh, definitely my area of expertise and uh it was a lot of fun um to kind of kind of go back and revisit it so thanks for uh thanks for having me
1: yeah we'll we'll definitely do something like this again we need to come up with some more ideas and uh we'll I'll definitely have you on again maybe we'll uh we'll add the TV and the movies we'll, we'll do some TV and movie stuff we definitely need to hit some movie stuff with you. We haven't done that with you yet, I don't think. Uh, but, uh, you know, we did Rocky. We covered some Rocky stuff. Yeah, we stuff, did the Rocky so, stuff. But you know, yeah. as far as, uh, as far as like top ten movies or, or covering a different, yeah, uh, uh, a movie that we both kind of like, we'll 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 venture into that in the future. But thanks again, Billy, for being here, guys. That guys, that is our top ten favorite sitcoms for the eighties on the fly. You guys have a great week.
2: You Take
1: still, care. You Thanks. still